0: Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willicombe. Welcome to in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel
1: better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping.
0: Or hopefully how they're not coping.
1: And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener,
0: with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Widdicombe. And you're listening to Now That's What I Call Parenting How. How does it feel, though, as well? Because in your book, you write about when you first had your kids, you, you weren't as successful as you are now, and things hadn't really properly kicked off and stuff. So how is it now? Like, do, they, do they remember that period when there wasn't the success and money and stuff compared to, like, now? And do you remind them? or do, How does it work? Are they, just, are they always just used to the lifestyle they have now?
2: Well, they're very grounded. And like, it's hard for me to, to say that they've got a normal lifestyle as you look at me sitting in my son's office. Um, LAUGHTER this <laughs> desktop computer, be an Apple Mac. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're very grounded. I'm just very lucky, I think, because they're just, they're good boys. I'm not yeah. just saying that. They are. I think that's the aim, and I'm glad it's happened. And I'll all credit to my wife, who's just a really lovely person and amazing mum. But they've just become kids, and now they're just like, they are like mates. I mean, they're just, they're nice. I mean, occasionally we'll have a, a flaming row. Um, which I'm not very good at. No. What kind of things kick those off? What's What's the the big like bugbear? A lot of it is to do with the, you know devices. There's a no. lot of the because de- but it's hard to discipline your child when you're also doing the thing you're telling them yeah. not to do. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've got this thing where we shout when someone's on their phone. We'll shout phony, and then it sort of like startles them. Um, or if everyone's on their phone at the table and one person notices, they go full house. I mean, <laughs> you try to it into a game. <laughs> That's, That's a, a good style. game. That. That's That's a great game. The the only time I don't look at my phone is on a Monday when I get my weekly screen time report. That's the only time I can't bear to look. like, oh my God, I'm up 17%. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my son, my teenager, he goes to sleep looking at his phone and in a way I thought I think it's bad. But then, you know, I I always used to go to sleep, to the radio when I was younger or watching TV. I mean, it's it's just what young people do. I don't know if you do this, but I want my phone so much that sometimes at night... I'm scrolling through my phone in bed, and then I'll fall asleep, and, and I'll drop the phone on my face, which then wakes me up, and I just carry on scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> And the same thing happens to my son. We know he's asleep when we yeah. hear a clunk on the ceiling because he drops his phone out of the bed. And I'll turn to my wife and go, Oh, that's Lucas. He must have nodded off. The phone out of his hand, bang onto the thing. No, So we argue a lot about that. Get off the phone, get off the computer. He's yeah. uh, always on, you know. I mean, uh, we lie to ourselves, don't we, as parents? I don't know if yours do any of this stuff now with the gaming. You convince yourself that it's. Um, you know that it's social because they're talking to each other whilst they're shooting people. <laughs> <laughs> is it Fortnite and stuff like that? Yeah, Fortnite. I think luckily he's gone off Fortnite for, for a bit. He was completely addicted to Fortnite, and that was quite intense. And apparently, you can't pause it. So I would say to them, you, "You've got to pause oh, the yes. game at dinner. Pause it. Like, I can't pause. It. I can't. It won't pause. Yeah, I was like, you, can't. you need to pause it. And then he explained the only way to come out of the game is to kill yourself. Mm. But then there was a period of time when every dinner time, my wife and I, would shout up the stairs and go, "Ozzy, kill yourself! It's dinner! <laughs> what kind of a life is this? <laughs> Shoot yourself!
0: <laughs> it's days <one of> <laughs>
1: I've been in your family home, and it's a proper family home as well. That's kind of... You know when you imagine, like, a big comedian who plays the O2, you imagine, like, it could be a soulless kind of existence. But it's a proper, lovely family home. And do you try and keep them grounded like that? And did you try and create that? Because it seems just so nice. And so your life seems very pleasant, Michael. No, it
2: does. And I'm sorry to tell you, we've now moved into a vast, soulless house. (laughs) Um... Let me just call my wife on the intercom and see when lunch is ready. Um, (laughs) Yes, it's the same for everybody, isn't it? I mean, Mm. we're living our family lives. This is why we can do what we do, because we are thankfully all living the same lives. And when I go and talk about my life and you talk about your lives, Mm. the audience relate to it. And I've been asked that question a lot ever since you you become successful. It's like, can you think of anything funny to say that people can relate to? I mean, obviously, there are certain things that I experience that I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of private jet material, for example. Um, I mean, I do, but I can't share it. It's quite a niche niche crowd, that one. (laughs) But no, those days are over.
0: How's it all go, though, the baby? Like, you and Bobby enjoying it, or is it still that mad, no sleep stage?
3: You know what? I actually am enjoying it. I am. Um, I think I heard so many bad things about it beforehand, and I. T- I think I take everything quite literally. So I was like, "This is. It's just going to be horrific, and you just have to get through it." And actually, it's been a bit of a pleasant surprise, which is which is quite nice, I think. But um, I'm definitely very tired, and it. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. So just to confirm, you are t- you're not you're not in the doubt about that, you know?
3: No, I'm very tired, and um, it's <laughs> what's-, what's mad is it just. You think, like, being pregnant, I was really tired. And then you have the baby, and there's no break in between. And you really think there should be a break, but there's not. You just go straight into it. I've just
1: given birth. Give me a minute. Yeah, (laughs) take the baby away for a week. Would you just take the
3: baby for a second so I can have a little recoup? Uh, Stretch my hair or something. Let me, please. Um, But you're straight in. Clean uh, yourself up and have a sit down. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Wow. How, How was the birth? Oh
3: God, it was fine. What happened was I did all these like. Hypnotherapy things, and read all these books, and everyone was like, "Whatever you do, just do it naturally, and it'll be fine." I watched a video of a woman having a lovely birth, and I was like, "Oh, that's what I'll try and do." And then I, they were like, "Oh, you have to get induced because the there was a slight problem with the umbilical cord." But like everyone had told me, and all these things, that "Don't get induced; it will hurt more. It's like worse for the baby." All this stuff. But of course, as soon as there's a problem, you're like, "Obviously, I'm gonna get induced."
0: Also, induced is sort of sounds like a medical. Word, but it's sort of just it, it doesn't a midwife just sort of po- poke about a bit?
3: Yeah, it's a bit more than that, Rob. Um, <laughs> what is, uh, well, what
0: do they do? Because I don't know.
3: Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, it's, um, I've never been induced. <laughs> You've never been induced. And I don't feel right Googling it. We, we should give it a go sometime, Rob. Okay, I'll happens. get on YouTube. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've actually been inducing some women just to find out what it is to be more informed for the pod.
3: Yeah, it's good. Good good feminist move. Um, it's uh, No, th- that was actually the worst bit. So they yeah. they put this thing, and it was actually it was quite lovely to begin with. Um, because it was like, it was near Christmas. We were um, at St. Thomas's, so you're like, me and Bobby went for a walk along the South Bank. It was lovely. And then um, I went to sit. the midwives were so nice and it was all good. And then the next, I started to wake up in the night with contract, they were like, it's gonna take three to five days. You're mm. gonna be here. I packed for literally a week. And um, I was like, I'm moving in. And um, they were like, it's gonna take ages. But then I started to get contractions quite quickly. And the midwife in the, well, like within like 12 hours. And then the midwife in the morning was like, oh, you're contracting like twice in 10 minutes. Like, it looks like it's on its way. And then um, that midwife disappeared and mm. I think they were what, quite a puff of smoke <laughs> yeah she just I don't maybe I was hallucinating I don't know <laughs> you, never,
0: you never saw her again
3: <laughs> never saw her again so she <laughs> she disappeared and then I think they were kind oh. of and it was all quite stressful so I was like don't worry I've got this and um, I was timing myself and then I called Bobby at like 10.30 and I was like because he he'd had to go home and I was like come back it's on I'm in the time frame it's all good but then there was a new midwife and she turned up and then she wasn't really paying attention and I was like I'm re- I'm very much in labour now. And she was like, cool, <laughs> see you later. And then she came back She's like, I, re- I was like, I really could do with some kind of pain relief or oh, something. And she was like, I'll go get a paracetamol. And then she disappeared for a while. Paracetamol? You might <laughs> have you know, five pints but an early start. <Exactly. laughs>
0: get your Lucas Able and paracetamol. <laughs> Someone get her a Greg's pasty, Will. Yeah, she's struggling. please. Please.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah then they were kind of like oh yeah maybe something is but they had i still had the pessary thing and um, that's the oh. thing with the induction and that was actually the most painful thing it like, i don't oh. know what happened but it really hurt my vagina and um <laughs> so, they, <laughs> they, had they had say to, that about labor they do yeah they do <laughs> and it, so they had to try and get that out first but i was oh, like no. re, i was like it was all really stressful it went mad in there for a bit and then bobby fired the midwives he which, fired them <laughs> yeah what? so it actually was the right choice because it it was all getting really intense and they were kind of yelling at me a little bit and um it was really mad and then he was like look you guys just need to step outside for a minute um because i like couldn't speak and so they left but then the problem then we were like yeah this is great we're in control but then the problem was we didn't have a midwife um <laughs> and so, I- sorry <laughs> <Harris>. you, <laughs> yes.
0: you were trying to get bobby Mayer, your hu- your husband to deliver your bo- and no offense to bobby i don't yes. think i'd let him deliver a letter
3: no, no, that's very fair. Yeah, that is fair. But to be fair, they were all shouting at me and um, it was really intense. What were they <laughs> They were just like, you breathe, breathe. And I was like, I'm trying to breathe. Oh, and um, he was like, he could just tell that I was really upset because they were trying to get yeah. this thing out and it really hurt. And he was like, she just needs a minute.
0: Oh yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. And I kept
3: saying, can we have the other midwife back? And they were like, no, she's gone. So yeah, then we didn't have a midwife for a while. So it was a little bit stressful. And then the oh, head God. midwife was like, you should have a midwife, and we were like, "That's that's fair."
0: That's a fair you comment, head midwife. You would say that, wouldn't you? With yeah. you and your cronies, <laughs> it's a racket. They're running a racket here. Is that only the midwife deliver the babies round here? What's going on?
3: <laughs> this other midwife was on her lunch, and um, when she finished her lunch, she came and she realised quite quickly that. Um, I was very much giving birth. And right. so then um, I gave birth and um, Bobby kept trying to go down to that end. And I was like, stay up here. Apparently at one point I like grabbed him by the shirt and was like, stay at this end. <laughs> um, and then um, <laughs> but then the baby started to come out and um, I was like, what does it look like? And then um, he was like, oh, uh, what had happened is it came out um, because I didn't have time for my waters to break. And so um, she came out in the sack um, oh. and so but we didn't know that it was in a sack and so he was like oh uh look, let, let's just wait and see what happens
4: yeah exactly i was like
3: what he's like I, I don't know we'll just wait a minute which is <laughs> so <she's> all out
0: <laughs> oh, oh, let me let me have a look at the full thing before i can you an yeah, appraisal. exactly yeah
3: just give me a minute
5: The individual that changed my life was my daughter, Sophia Khan. And she was born 11 years ago. And then Nobed arrived quite quick after. That was, that was, he's nine. Then the other Nobed came, he's seven. And then there's a new one. He's only two. And he was on the cusp of being like his sister. But unfortunately, he's ended up like his dad and his brothers. So that's the third Nobed who's two. So three boys, (laughs) nine and below. And one incredible young woman who's 11. Do you have a favorite? (laughs) <laughs> do, you, do you know what Okay, here's, 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 here's the thing okay I know I've presented that as like yo Sophia is the beacon of everything yeah. but you know on a day to day basis like somebody like it's, it's it's like a it's like a horse race someone becomes a favourite every day by doing something silly or something yeah. funny yeah. Or, or swearing at a neighbour and like you know what I mean that just that's the interchange but I'm very honest with them I always sit them down regularly and say look man some days your dad loves you more than others, and today's you. And I think it's very important for character building yeah. that they know that.
1: There's four kids there. Yeah. And do they inter- do they interact well? Are they? I I don't even know where I'd start with like just the day. Like, what- talk me through getting up.
5: Uh, so, y- you're up in the morning. You're up quite early. So Sophia is now. She's it's the best part of parenting. She's self-sufficient, isn't it? Yeah. She yeah. knows what she's doing, bro. She goes be brushing her own teeth. It doesn't fall in the toilet. There's none of that drama about finding a spare toothbrush like we get with the younger lot. So she's very self sufficient. Breakfast sorts herself out. Yeah, it's good vibes. She's yeah. got music on. She's doing her thing.
0: She's basically just like a, she's like a flat share. She's just like a lodger. <laughs>
5: she is. She's like, a, she's like a very mature lodger. Yeah. yeah. She needs to get reminded to like, change her socks and actually a bit of a tramp when it comes to that. But yeah. apart from that, she's Sam. So the other three, two of them share a bedroom. Um, and then you know that because, like, things start like loud bangs on the floor. Yeah. So that's Yay and Wiggy. Yay and Wiggy are on a mad one. The, the the littlest one, he's still between me and his mom in the bed. Right. So oh. he, he refuses to leave. But to be honest with you, me and my was talking about this every day. We're now used to that setup, pretty much yeah. since Sophia. So we've always had one little weirdo stuck between us like, oh, wow, for like 11 nice years.
0: years yeah yeah 11
5: years on the bounce bro and even when you try and, even when you try and shift a kid out in between those periods <laughs> there's always one little pervert that opens your door in the night like oh dad what's going on dad can't sleep man so you you can't be getting up to nothing anyway so you know what i mean it's, well it's you've constantly. had a good go at
0: it you've got four you must have found some time yeah fuck you just gotta get it in isn't it you're not gonna be <laughs>
5: <laughs> when, the kids, bro, when the kids, when you look at all four of them on the run of it, what it's like on a daily basis, it, we, our lives do revolve around them. But I want to say in, in, in a positive way here, like it's really fun for us. Like it's, yeah. it's a mission. It's a mission every day. But me and her sometimes get a bit of quiet time. It's like, you look at me she'll be like, oh, you're fucking weird. And I'm like, yeah, you're right thank you let's get back to the kids so they, they're good for us they're a great balance for us what, what do you
1: think it's going to be like when you like can you remember what it was like when you were a couple
5: just the two of you because that how long ago does that feel long time different life joshy different life i was up to all kinds of different things i think for her she was kind of like uh he's my mate it was never a lovey-dovey between me and her it? so we were always mates which was really yeah. important so she was like uh my mate might go to prison for a while so she was used to that and instead she ended up in prison with her mate and just banged out four kids so you know <laughs> we, we're kind we're kind of in a version of prison because yeah we i go to work she goes out and sees family and mates and stuff for a bit but then both of us are like quite intensely back with the kids yeah. um but what life was like before that i don't know to be honest with you i suppose why it's not that much of a change is my family set up since I was, since I was a kid is our houses have always been busy, ain't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. when I go back to Cove now, and I crack the front door, in my house will be like, three nieces and nephews of mine, who were very close to me, like super close, my sister will be floating about uh, you know, w- w- one of her mates will be floating about the house, so for us, kind of like we're always used to like, go, 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 and yeah. I'm really bad at being like Oh, twiddling my thumbs on my own, like, oh, what should I do here? I always need like somebody about to to have a laugh or feel happy. So, I suppose in that sense, she's from a big family. Yeah. I'm from a really big family. It's just like it's all we've ever known. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is there a family in Coventry as well? our family's in Cobb as well yeah
0: because yeah. that's the thing like what used to be a teacher didn't you and then you sort of broke through but your rise to sort of success and being you know so busy with comedy and acting was quite quick so you've gone from that setup with you probably had a two year old daughter you're a teacher you're doing a few videos online and all of, and you know your day's probably quite regimented you know where you are when you're on summer holidays and then all of a sudden now you're flying around the world filming stuff your life's changed quite a lot do you feel that's impacted on you as a dad and the kids? Because you, you're physically not, not there enough. Luckily, she's got support around her, your, your partner. But how's it for you not being there as regularly as you were in such a short amount of time? So it's, it's kind of mad, bro. When, when I really think about it, we had, we
5: just had our third when I first ever tried like a funny video or whatever. Mm. So we were already quite into the parenting. And I remember like thinking when I, when I was teaching, like, I loved the, the fundamentals of being a teacher, interacting with the kids. And, you know, they weren't really used to having a teacher who was from their background. Like, in club, it was quite a tough So, all of that stuff was going on, but I was thinking, shit, man, if I keep teaching, this is going to kill me. Because it's so intense. It's like, you finish work, but, and you're like, oh, 3.30 or whatever, but now you're marking books till 2 a.m. It was killing me. But I always tried to like, maintain this family balance. And so, when this stuff kicked off and things started coming in, I was just... I think I was quite aware that i wanted to grab them when i could and take them with yeah. me mm. so if it was like a, oh you're filming uh, in europe for three months on a bounce I'd, I'd just generally speak to the school and be like look you, I, you know what my organization is like it shit you see me coming through the school gates in the morning i've got this new job i've got this new life do you reckon you can let the kids come with me for a bit and they'll be like they were really good. The schools were good. They were like, you know what, we will, but if he goes beyond this, we'll have to fine you. So I always took a bit of a fine in terms of them not it. <laughs> <a school. laughs> <laughs> For like weeks, I did. Yeah. And then it became a thing because it's not, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not, I've got child trafficking on my mind. They're
0: just yeah. their dad. This is not building wheelchair. in an extra tax. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think you've got the most children that we've We've got yeah, Paris Fury on soon, which I think may beat your record, but you will hold the record. Five five children, is that correct, Sophie?
4: That's correct, the last head count, five,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> five. <laughs> well, all boys, right?
4: Yes, yes.
0: What ages have you got?
4: Uh, my eldest is 17 and my youngest is two. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. wow. That's a lot of kids hope. So is there a big gap between the youngest and the others or is it all just spread out quite evenly?
4: There's five years between the first
0: two and then three years for the next
4: four. So oh, wow. I got into a bit more of a rhythm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a conservative election year, just sort of five years and three, three, three. How is that now? Because like, it must be you're doing two things. here: have a 17 year old and a two year old. You've got completely uh, yeah. two different things. To That's the thing. I
4: mean my youngest started nursery the same week my eldest had his first driving lesson oh so you God, do wow. get those parallels quite often but I did he
0: drop him that. off <laughs> <laughs> That'd be quite handy
4: would be handy actually but I think I quite like all that I quite like the juxtaposition of all yeah. the age I, for me it makes things I mean sometimes it's easier I guess if they're closer together but sometimes there's a nice balance that comes with having lots of different stuff going on all the time. And
0: yeah. Do you do like 50-50 with the parenting or is it one more than other? How's it? How do you divvy it up Because it must be more stressful with more kids or is, once you've got five, it, you're all bunched in together, is it?
4: Uh, they, well, I don't know. I mean, no, it's quite exponential. I think when <laughs> I had went from one to two, it really dawned on me Like, oh, it's not like, oh, you've got one, you just add another one. It's like, oh no, it's double the work. Yeah. And there's more to delegate. And... I think I'm a bit of a control freak with the admin side. So I do like okay. kid admin. So, and obviously, with the, now that there's a lot of them, that's a lot of stuff to get through that's mental so,
0: load i think that's that known as in the in the in right. the game in it we've okay. been told that mental, mental load stuff load. yeah right. knowing so, where well, they've got to be what they've got to do at all times yeah. and that kind of stuff but you're not maybe and then he may do more of the physical moving them there and taking yeah. them there stuff okay yeah, i mean
4: like richard it wouldn't be that unusual for him to get their ages wrong or the eight, the year that they're in at school
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> fair enough
4: correcting him on yeah, that. that but I, like my dad. i'm kind of up to speed on that stuff what, yeah. car, what
0: car have you got, sir? I'm getting into uh, details now. <laughs> what a that's a uh, question! Five kids. What car? What's the car sitch? So, well, bus?
4: um, so we have, um, we've got a Chrysler, like an old beat up, uh, old car, Chrysler. That's a seven seater that we okay. use when oh, we use wow. to do a family trip.
0: And does that um, get car seats in as well? But now you're probably not a car no. seat stage as well. It fits in oh, car. Oh, yeah, big that's, old boy right, that's all fine.
4: And Voyager. Then,
0: Is it the Voyager? Yes,
4: exactly. Yeah. Chrysler Voyager. Yes. Yeah. God, classic such a old geezer. Car.
1: <laughs> rob, rob moonlights as a uh, traffic police officer and he's just double checking that you're not breaking any uh rules. no but my
0: dad was obsessed with cars and he always wanted a big one to get us all in because i've got four brothers um so okay. a Chrysler voyager is it, it, that was there was a lot of chat about that in the ford galaxy as options oh, yes. for yes, seven exactly. seats. but yeah it's a big it's quite a nice van but it's basically a van with seats in isn't it
4: that's exactly what it is and then we go, sort of go from that practical and then yep. down to sort of impractical which is um it's actually being fixed at the moment we have a tuk-tuk <laughs>
0: <laughs> well a motor one or a bicycle one
4: it's a motor yeah so it's electric but yeah it's basically got like it's like a trike so you've got like a motorbike type bit of a yeah. scooter and then you can fit three in the back so that's good for the primary school and the nursery drop-off
0: What's that go? <laughs> you <get> that <laughs> what's it look like? I'm trying to get So, is it what, what's the name? It's the same
4: colours as the um, Mumbai tuk tuk. So, it's yellow and black.
0: Yellow and black. Yeah. So, you can get three in the oh, back. Wow. Is that quick? Do you know what, what it's called? That? So, I can see it. Uh, what,
4: if you it? Google uh, Mumbai tuk tuk.
6: Just it the Mumbai, come up. So it's a Mumbai. It's, a, oh, one, it's wow. a one that you do imported imported? <laughs> Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, there's well, basically, Richard and I went to um, Delhi. Oh, yeah. golly. It must be about four years ago now yeah for a save the children trip actually and
0: yeah.
4: uh, we traveled around a lot in these tuk-tuks and as a as a sort of joke he said oh this would be quite good for the school run yeah. and then when i got back to the hotel i realized that there was tuk-tuk.co.uk this guy amazing. that imports wow. them. He's in Chester and he imports them. So yeah, we...
1: I, I was hoping you were going to say that you'd driven one back from India. That would have been the uh, the ultimate <laughs> my story.
4: Postman, my postman asked me if it was the one from the Groovejet video, which I thought was really fun. <laughs>
1: like,
4: a, sort of, 20 years later, trying to find a tuk-tuk from a video I once did. Wow. <laughs> and then because it's classed as a trike, you can actually park in any residence bay without any ticket. Oh, oh
0: my God. I oh, love, love it. She's got round it. <laughs> this is amazing. That up with Noel Edwards. Used to drive yeah. a taxi, a black cab through Bristol, but have a, a mannequin in the back to look like a passenger, so he could go yeah. in the bus what? lanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he oh, could it, go in the bus lanes. Please tell me it's not like that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, mate. And you've been on holiday with him, haven't
7: you? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we went to the Tenerife a couple of weeks ago. That was that was good. He's at an age where you can just park him in the sun. Uh, not in the sun. That's younger than we are. I no wonder he's not sleeping, poor fucking little <laughs> red bastard. <laughs> Burnt arms. Just stick, just stick him in the shade, and you can. I mean, I've got through three books, which I don't know
0: how much pounds no, I was why? doing. Honestly, I, we, me and Lou did that. We went to Copenhagen with a six-month-old, and it was brilliant because they're just in the buggy. They can't walk. Yeah. They don't want to walk. You just push them around, and then you sit in the sun, sit on the beach, sit by the pool, and they're happy in the buggy, being fed and sleeping.
7: Yeah, it's incredible.
0: So it's it's a good time uh, to go. Through, I'd say six three months. Books.
7: <laughs> And you kind of, when you've got a young, but you kind of, the le- people let you in front of them and the queues, it's quite, yeah. um, and I'm all up for exploiting that as, as much as possible. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a good age to go away with them. Yeah, and I think what I would
0: say is, though, Josh, you probably won't be able to enjoy a holiday until they're four now. Yeah. So you've had that, but just remember yeah. that next time you try and go away, that yeah, four years yeah. of age is probably the next point that you'll be able to enjoy it. But I don't yeah. want to bring you down any more. No. Did think, surely something bad happened on the holiday, didn't
1: it? <laughs> Come on me this cuz i was i was i was enjoying you know your bad sleep but now after quite an intense holiday i'm feeling like i don't need this thrown in my face
7: no it's all, it's all good you know what gets me i and this is I, I hate carrying stuff i hate i hate holding things and yeah. when you when you've got a baby you're constantly You've you've kind got your hands full, mm. or you it's and I, I I struggle with that a little bit, which is such a. Are
0: you normally just a phone and wallet and keys guy at the door?
7: Yeah, totally. That's it. I, I never used to have a school bag. I didn't take a bag to school. You didn't really? take a bag to school. I used to put my books in other people's bags. That's
0: and... why it's so quick at reading. <laughs> Fuck carrying them, eh? Yeah,
7: yeah. <laughs> I was just yeah liberty, taking real liberties actually, but just kind of. I don't want to carry stuff. So wait,
1: you didn't have a school bag. You just. Uh, deposit your books in other people's bags who what? what going to
7: be in that. Let's... Yeah, I used to have a pen in my pocket. Yeah. I'd have the odd book that I'd just roll up and put in my pocket, but then yeah. most of them would just be in other people's bags and just give them when we get in there. That what, is what, a what was your take,
1: issue just... with
7: school bags? just didn't want to carry anything, Josh.
0: You didn't want to... I bet Josh loved a fucking bag, didn't you? Little protractor right. in there. Not even got maths yeah, that day. I, yeah, I had a bag with a file of vaccine. Fuck it, why
7: not? Let's enjoy ourselves. <laughs> well, then the long ones on there. Like, come become the apprentice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Little
0: wheelie laptop case. <laughs> um, so, But it, there was no nothing bad happened on the holiday at all, Josh. It was all fine. flight, OK? Four-hour flight it's hard work, Tenerife.
7: Yeah, I, I, I underestimated the flight. That yeah, was okay. We we're delayed on the way back, but he just he, he didn't—he didn't poo. Actually, this was a problem. He didn't poo for a week leading up to it. Oh no! And then he man. just was it a flight. He, he, yeah, I don't think it was nervous about the flight. I think it was <laughs> a coincidence. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we got on the outbound flight, and he just—he just loosened right up. Oh really? Yeah, and he was um, a massive he, awful one. Yeah, he was cutting loose.
1: I think that's a good thing though, because I found when I was taking my. Um, son to um Grace. That, that taking them to change them gave me something to do with him on the flight. Do you know what I mean? Because you're yep. desperate for activities.
7: Yeah, totally. I, I, I totally... <laughs> that is a low moment in your life, isn't it? When you consider it.
0: I mean, I'm a man that's got kids. A, a childless person listening to this must think you're fucking insane. <laughs> isn't it good when the little gremlin you're holding shits itself because clearing its shit out of its ass yeah. on a plane gives yeah. me something to do? And that's under the banner of activities. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't want to be on a stag through Your leading, Josh. Okay, so we go to the local uh, old people's home and wipe some asses for an hour, and then uh, off we go out don't out for a drink. Need to be the old people's home, Rob. That's made the whole thing too graphic. Well, I it's better than going to random children's and wiping their asses. Yeah, I suppose it is. I suppose
1: also. The the changing table in the in the plane is so small. <laughs> it's it's incredibly difficult as well. It's an untenable situation, but I enjoyed the challenge. It's five <laughs> minutes when they're shouting at
7: you, and you
1: you don't you can't see people pissed off because you're on your own.
7: Yeah, you're kind of in like a Mister and Mrs, kind of like soundproof. It. Yeah,
0: exactly. I get a bit worried though that that there's going to be turbulence at the point where I'm not holding the baby and the baby fucking launches yeah. in the air and he have to try and catch it like a falling from a building.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How's the relationship? Not the, I mean, not to go too deep, but it, has it affected your relationship with your wife? Like, because you're both very tired. How are yeah, you dealing with it?
7: We're good. I think what 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 the struggle is is kind of he'll really be into her for a bit and then she really, then he'll really be into me for a bit and it's about yeah. the other one dealing with, with that a little bit, do you know what I mean? When, when yeah. he only, like it's quite, I'm actually quite relieved when he only wants Lucinda. I'm like, yeah. kind of, oh yeah, it's only you can settle him today so I can't really get involved. Yeah, oh but yeah, there's nothing,
1: ba- nothing, nothing better than that, is that. And you, they'll get to the age, I know this is bad, where they'll wake up in the night and they'll call for one of you when oh, it's not yeah. you, you have to just go, that's not, I'm sorry about this, but it's really,
0: it's not my pro- If I go in, if anything, it'll make things worse. Yeah. And is, is she due to go back to work, Josh, or is she off now, or is she on paternity?
7: So, so she works in a school, she's a teacher assistant, she's going back in December. But right. We, you kind of imagine going back to work as he is now, but obviously he'll be another six months older. So yeah. It'll kind of be, you can't really imagine what it'd be, and that'll be a different challenge. I, so I had to go in... I was going a hen do the other week. You were sorry. So because so he he's breastfed right, he won't have he won't drink out of a bottle yet. Yeah. So she went on this hen do. I had to go kind of adjacent to the Hendu. <laughs> like, you know what? Like, you know that like this somebody swims the channel and have that support boat next to them. Yeah. I was kind of one cafe behind where this Hendu were going. And she, was, she kept having to so nip So she back.
0: back. So did she nip to you, or did you go to the hen?
7: She, no, no, she, so I went in once during the brunch And I thought this is, this is too much Excuse Are me you? getting out of the way of inflatable
0: cocks Can we have a bit of milk for this one please
7: <laughs> But wasn't the buff out of the way lads I'm trying to get through
0: it Were you tempted to put a little cock straw on her nipple
7: <laughs> So that, yeah, that, was, that was his first hand Is that, is that too
0: laddie? was that too much no, I didn't know what the line is, is. I, I think that's fine <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, how do you split the childcare then? Because you, you, you're a full-time comic as well. What was you doing before comedy? Was you
6: working? I was a teacher. A teacher? Yeah, I was terrible at that. And then I had kids and I was terrible at that. And now I do comedy and just <laughs> slag them all off. And that's my therapy.
1: So that's so that, guys. You, went, yeah, cause you said to us that you've been doing stand-up for five years. So you yeah. started doing stand-up with a
6: one-year-old and a three-year-old i had a five month old and a two-year-old okay. if nothing screams cry for help more <laughs> and i kept it a secret from my family did you really yeah. so what do they think yeah. you're doing i know my husband was like are you having an affair and i was like i've been doing stand-up comedy and he was like are you sure you don't want to just go and have an affair instead? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: So how did you do that okay. talk us through that transition into sorry, five minutes of open spots is basically an affair isn't it <laughs>
6: <laughs> i mean you do feel really dirty and humiliated yeah and you wake up with the you do the walk of shame on the way home yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now that I'm getting to know comedians that have children, I absolutely relish every time they're like, how did you do it, Esther? Like, how did you do it?
0: So was you teaching full-time
6: as well? No, I I was on maternity leave. I went back to teaching. So I was teaching, had two babies... And I was doing it. But you know what it's like. You're doing the open mics, So you can't just turn up and do your spot and leave. You've got to yes. stay the whole time. You've oh, got to bring a friend. Man. Oh, um, my God. So I was getting home at, like, one in the morning. And then I was up, you know, still breastfeeding. God knows what. Jesus. Those first secret gigs. How were you doing that? Like, what What was your cover story? I used to say that I was meeting my friend in town for coffee. At night? <laughs> at night. <laughs> i eventually told my husband um but we kept it a secret from the rest of the family because it would not be approved my mother-in-law was like mothers don't do this no (laughs) no husband would put up with this (laughs) stop it (laughs) so how, how long was it a secret from your husband Oh, no, I kept it a secret from my husband for about three weeks. Yeah, right. you can't yeah. keep that up for longer. No. I was embarrassed. I just said oh, I was a little I just said it was a course I was doing. I said I'm doing a writing course just to engage me mentally and he was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then he was like, sorry, what are you doing? And then I was like, Oh, I'm just doing this course. <laughs> but basically you're hanging around in pubs <laughs> waiting to do stand up. No, oh, like a freak. And then the first time I went on stage I came off and threw up <laughs> and I just didn't stop throwing up. I threw up all the way home. And he was like, "I don't understand what's going on with you. Oh, no, stop it!" <laughs> oh. When I say it out loud, I'm like, "Oh my god!"
0: So you just when you got home, you was being sick as
6: well. I literally threw up about three times on the way home, just the adrenaline because oh, I'd wow. never done it before. How had it gone? Had it gone well? Yeah, thank God.
0: Yeah, imagine imagine what she would have done if she went bad. <laughs> just shat myself all the way home. <laughs> But that happened to me once. I did a TV warm-up that was so stressful. They sort of, of had a car home, but I was so worked up and stressed and adrenaline. I felt really sick. So I, And I was a big traffic jam. So I said, to, and I, it was about a 20-minute walk to my house. went to the, dri- the cab driver, and I'll just get out and walk. And it was like, all right, so I've got out and walked. So I really need to be sick. And then I walked up to this skip, and so I've been sick in the skip. Ooh. But because where the traffic was moving slowly, the cab driver pulled up alongside me and went, you all right? I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've
6: been sick in the skip.
0: It's not good for your body, is it? open mics esther and you've just had a baby only five months earlier and you've been sick in a pub toilet
6: literally yeah i know i'm just there vomiting <laughs> vagina between my knees just like what am i doing what am i doing honestly i don't know yeah i don't know what possessed me but i'm glad i did it when did you leave your job full-time job just before the pandemic so that was really well timed i also had a lot of guilt about being a mum. Yeah. yeah there was a huge amount of guilt because people were just like what are you doing so I was determined that it wasn't going to impact them yeah so I would literally just have to be awake 24 hours out like I was talking to um another, comic about this and they were going, but when, di- when did you write? And I said, well, what I'd do is I'd drop my little girl off at nursery and then I'd just walk my son in the push chair so that when he had his nap that's, and I wouldn't write I would record, so I'd just be walking around because if if, if the buggy was being pushed, then he would sleep and then I'd just record ideas for stand-up and then re-record it and re-record it and that's how I wrote because I couldn't oh, sit down and write because obviously I had a baby so I just used to, during his nap time just walk him and... me
0: But in five years, to go from zero gigs to being on lively apollo which you've done and you smashed it that is an impossible time frame without the fact that you had a newborn baby and a toddler
6: <laughs> it's incredible did you take the kids with you i had to take them to edinburgh honestly there were people that didn't know i had children i remember i was doing my first edinburgh and i was walking around with a double buggy in edinburgh <laughs> <laughs> with a double buggy and i'm just like walking up the Royal <laughs> mile and cindy v just walked out of a cafe and just went Whose babies are those? And I was like, they're mine. And she was like, what do you mean? Like, when, what do you mean you've got babies? What are you doing? Whose <laughs> babies are those?
0: Did you find having dogs before a kid helped having a. Because they are like a little baby. They're not as difficult as a baby, long term, obviously. But it's the same kind of commitment. Did you find it helped or not?
8: Yeah, I, I, still, I find the dogs harder work than I do rafferty. Oh, fuck.
0: Yes. Do you know what, Martin?
1: That is the best thing anyone's ever said, because Rob has just got a dog. Yeah, it's true. And oh. he said the words there. I know it gets easier, because he, I can hear him <laughs> trying to convince Shut himself. Up, we all heard him doing it, <laughs> and you've just totally over... It's actually more difficult than a child, mate. They never really grow
6: up beyond
8: a certain point. Yeah.
0: OK. Yeah, so... It's, it's a constant two-year-old. Fuck. Love. Fuck. Anyway, OK, let's not talk about dogs anymore. Um. So, what <laughs> does, does Rafferty play any sports? How's the birth? <laughs>
1: <laughs> play sport. What a, what a I sport a just can't try. talk about
0: dogs anymore Josh <laughs> I'm enjoying the dog babe, to be fair I'm enjoying the dog the
8: bath was amazing the bath was
0: amazing <laughs> was
8: it was it good yes yeah. I had the Eagles playing, not live. All like.
0: right. go, no, no. <laughs> okay, Wow. That is a real <laughs> expensive labour. Having the Eagles playing live in concert.
8: I had a C-section and Take It Easy. I had a playlist. Yeah. And yeah. I had that on in the background, and um, it was just I just felt like with the the drugs and everything that they gave me because I had low blood pressure at one point. Oh no. I felt like I was in this sort of white room, very sort of abfabby. Yeah. And then yeah. the baby being delivered to me going,
1: tickety. Yeah. Oh, that is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds amazing.
8: And I was like, ah, oh, this is fabulous. Yeah. Sounds so awesome. I mean, oh, wow. it was a great birth, great birth. I was very lucky.
1: That's good. And what, how do you feel if you hear that song now? Does that take you back to being drugged up in a white room with the baby? Oh,
8: I listen to it all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's your happy place.
8: It was really um, a special moment. I really felt like even afterwards when the drugs had gone off and of the epidural yeah. or all like that, there's something when people say, you know, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's something about when you hold that baby and you look at them for the first time and just something otherworldly happens. Mm, yeah. And thank yeah. God that you have that moment to cling on to at times because then when they're star-shaped in your bed and you're sleep-deprived and you feel like a crazy woman,
0: yeah. you have
8: to hang on. Yeah. That
0: <laughs> well, I, d- I don't know if it's all men, but I-, I felt nothing apart from fucking hell, what am I going to do with this?
1: Yeah, no, I know what you mean, Rob. I felt a lot of pressure
0: to feel something that I wasn't feeling, yeah. you know what I mean? I felt like someone had given me a live octopus on the beach. I'm like, what the fuck? And I, d- I felt i like just launch it back in the sea, which, you know, you can't throw a baby you back can't, in, can you? Can't Kenya, so I didn't in. know I didn't know what to do. I didn't have that magic moment, Martin. Maybe I needed more drugs. I love them now, obviously, but I, d- I, I didn't have that amazing... Oh, over the next few days... No, I think
1: a lot of people don't have that moment. I think it takes a what like that kind of... um, I suppose because the first one we had was like an emergency C-section. You didn't really have that. No. it was so stressful. You didn't have that moment of like, oh, this is amazing. You were like, oh, thank God... It's all right. They're not both dead, basically. Yeah. If, if I'm honest, that's, that's what I, And that's not a great not, feeling, is it? That's no. that's what I want to feel
0: all the time. As a base level, thank God not they're not to dead. Put too fine a point on it. Thank God they're not both dead. Oh, yeah, exactly. And did you find you 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 found it quite easy? Did you take to it well, or did you find it difficult with the first stages of of being a mum, or, or was it was it all right? I
8: think that you probably heard this so much, and you have probably said it so much, but it's just the lack of sleep.
0: Mm, like yeah.
8: all, all of a sudden, like, I, I'm somebody that needs my sleep. Yeah, and I just—I'm not a very nice—I'm not a very nice person, and I'm just not. You're
0: looking <laughs> at Jack out your corner of your eye now. <laughs> <You're> like... <laughs> Is that true? Could you could you ask him what you're like when you've had lack of sleep and see oh, what he
8: lack of sleep. You're
0: delightful. You're delightful.
8: Oh, <laughs> gutless! I own it. I'm gutless. Like
1: Fair enough. So, how bad was the sleep, Martin?
8: Well, it was just, you know, it was just getting up every couple of hours and, you know, your boobs hurting and you feel deranged and you don't know what time of the day it is. And there's this baby that needs you and you're trying to be good and make sure they're safe and panicking and you're in this fight or flight mode the whole Mm. time. And it's hard because there's, only, there's not really much else. If, if you're breastfeeding, there's not really much else that anyone else can do. You can feel a bit alone and a bit on your own with it. But I was quite lucky because I've just remembered, because <laughs> I'm, I'm making myself out to be a real hero here, <laughs> but I've just remembered that after the C-section and the light moment, the epiphany moment, Yeah. Rafferty, as often a lot of children with C-sections do, had fluid on the lung and he was rushed off I didn't have him and they had to give him formula. So he was breastfed and formula from the word go. So occasionally when I couldn't do it, I would nudge Jack and he would get those tiny little bottles and he would give him one of those. And I remember I've got a photo. I've got a photo of him. He's laying in bed. He's doing his, doing his emails, what he's doing. And the baby's there with its own bottle. And I was just like, Changes your life? How? And he's just like that, getting on with everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I know. <laughs> doing? And I was just like, how does he find this
0: so easy? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> I suppose. it's easy, it is, you know, I found it obviously. Well, we did a lot of bottle feeding. We Lou struggled with uh, breastfeeding at the start and stuff. But I do think if you're a dad and the mum's doing all the breastfeeding, there's no formula at all. You you do have a bit of an easier run at it, don't you? Because you, there's literally you can't get up to help in the night with the yeah. bottle feeding and stuff. So it's quite good that there's a little bit of a sort of, I don't know, sort of judgment if a kid's on formula or whatever. So the fact it was quite nice, I suppose. If the hospital had already done it, anyway, yeah. you can still be a bit judgment-free, can't you?
8: Yeah. Uh, I, I think as well another nice thing about it took me a long time to have reputant, and it happened naturally. Mm. Um, but I've got like ME and uh, Lyme disease, my body kind of fights off a lot of things. So it finds it hard to like, hold on to pregnancies. Oh, wow. Finally, finally, I I, I had na- him naturally. To this day, doctors don't know how we manage to keep a successful pregnancy.
0: Is it very unlikely then, that is it like the chance is quite low with Lyme disease and, and your other conditions to, to conceive then and keep the pregnancy?
8: Uh, yeah, my with my combination um, mm. and my immune system, it's, they kind of explained it in very sort of simple childlike terms that like all my little soldiers that need to fight for, to keep my immune system working – they can't do that and keep the baby safe and oh okay.
1: wow you know, oh wow so
8: um so it was such an amazing time like when i finally did manage to have it of
1: course yeah yeah uh, did that make the pregnant so was the pregnancy a really stressful period
8: yeah i mean i yeah every everyone was i never every pregnancy i had i never knew how it was going to end up but it was weird cuz i just put my interest- last night that my dog Harry who I just look in his eyes and he's like this deep Tibetan soul or something <laughs> <laughs> because the minute that I was pregnant with Rafferty it was almost like he knew this is the one this is the one that's going to stay safe and before I even knew I was pregnant he started getting on the bed which he never does yeah. and he would gently rest his chin on my oh. stomach Oh, that and then I realised I was pregnant. Then I kept the pregnancy for the for the first time in God knows how many times. And through the end, like he was like my shadow. He would lead the way. He would bark oh. at me He would let Jack know if I needed something. He'd run down and bark and get him. It was he's just like the most oh, amazing. Dogs are just so amazing. Dogs are
0: good. Yes, dogs yes. are good. <laughs> dogs are good.
8: <laughs> I'm like round Robin Williams.
0: Thanks,
7: Martin. <laughs>
9: What is your setup at home? What is your, how many kids have you got? I've got three kids, yeah, three girls. Yeah, I was denied a son. Wife, I just, um, <laughs> and there, unfortunately. And mm. <laughs> but um, so one is 23, one is 24. So we had those very close together. Yeah, And I said, no more children. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Right. Yeah. I remember um, Dominic Holland used to have this, you know, Dom, Dominic, yeah. like, you should get him. Spider Man's dad. Spider Man's dad, Spider Man <laughs> senior. <laughs> spider, Spider granddad. Yeah, Spider granddad. I'm just repeating what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I said no more children because we had two so close together and it was that double pram thing. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. You know, the double pram is just too wide to go through. Yeah. Really. yeah. And uh, the thing actually that really got to me was, was actually pushing this double pram with these two babies in. And we had two dogs as well. And I would, I would push this, walking the dogs and pushing this pram around the park. And the thing that got to me most was old ladies saying, you look like you've got your hands full. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. Oh, you spotted that, did you? <laughs> You oh, on,
0: what dogs did you have because that does make a difference isn't it the size fox, of the dog well fox terriers fox terriers small but willful yeah. small but willful <laughs> like me and josh that was gonna be the original name of this podcast <laughs> i'm gonna google a fox terrier so i can get my head around got little it's, fox the tin tin. it's the tintin.
9: it's the tintin dog you know so you had, like, you, no,
0: you you didn't want any kit you didn't want any no, more I
9: said that's it you know and we were we were quite rigid about that oh they look like a sort of jack russell with a big jumper on <laughs> yeah and a moustache.
0: Yeah,
9: and a, <laughs> <laughs> a Jack Russell in witness protection. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those dogs have seen some things. And we were quite rigid. My wife was quite rigid about it. it's your turn, it's your my turn, your you know it was like that alternative thing at night. Your turn to get up, my turn to get up. And so, and I was like that that around that. Time, this is what ninety seven. We had the first one. Ninety eight was the second one. That was when I was making that Channel Four show. So it was a lot of I had to do. Turnover a lot of stand-up, so I would have to do a tour. This is my previous uh, uh, handlers would make me do it. A- <laughs> <laughs> back on tour, so it'd be tour, and then it would be um, record, write and record the show. And I wrote it on my own, so I was really under the caution. And so I would get back from tour, you know, two in the morning, and you know, the thing, you know, creep into bed and then baby wakes up. Your turn Your turn So I was just completely knackered And uh, so I said no But I could tell that my wife Was going to hold it against me For the rest (laughs) of my life. So seven years later Seven? Yeah, seven seven years later Seven, yeah In a moment of weakness (laughs) We're another We've conceived as a third child Another girl And uh, it was the best thing we ever did Aww. because we you know you know what it's like you have the first one, you don't know what the hell you're doing, yeah uh, you don't realize that everything is a phase, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, and you get the baby back from the hospital and you have that sort of i don't know it's about a week or something where it just sleeps doesn't do anything, you're thinking what's all the fuss about? why is everyone <laughs> saying it's going to ruin your life <laughs> and um and then then they wake up and they start screaming, and you think that's going to go on forever and then that, yeah. that goes, and then you know something else happens, you know. They start teething or they start falling over. Or... <laughs> well, because you, like, you say it's the best thing you
0: ever did, Kevin Third. but then how long until you thought that? Because obviously at the beginning, was it, was it a fine. lot easier because the kids were so much older as well? They're like grown-ups at seven and eight, aren't
9: they, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the, it was fine because, you know, we knew what we were doing with the baby uh, and um, and we were able to enjoy it. And maybe I wasn't so busy, I don't know, but it was a really good time. And actually, you know, I think she said the best, talking of parenting, she said the best out of us. I think the first two got a bit of a rough deal. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) guys. Sorry, guys. Unlucky,
0: (laughs) but things happen. So, does your third daughter still live with you?
9: Yeah. She's at school now.
0: How old is she? 17. So, what's it like having teenage daughters and young women as daughters? Is it scary? You lose the control a bit, don't you? So, out and about doing whatever.
9: I think the thing with girls is that they're easier when they're little. And then when they become teenagers, they, you know, then it starts to get difficult. And, you know, I used to do this, I had this sort of weird thing where I would um, scream at them. Or they would come down and they would be in like, they they used to roll up the top of their school uh, skirt. So in this sort of jailbait kind of look with them, <laughs> thick makeup on. All right. And, I'd, and I would just... You know, turn into my dad. Like, get that stuff off you. I'd say, well, You're not going out like that. <laughs> Come here, you know. And it was silly, you know, really silly. So I bought this book. I sent off for this book called um, something like Talking to Your Teens So Your Teens Can Talk to You, mm-hmm. which is a book about, you know, obviously understanding. Anyway, I get this book through from him <laughs> and I get it. And I'm sitting on the s- stairs reading this book. And daughter number two comes home from school. She goes, what's that book, Dad? I said, it's called uh, Talking to Your Teens, so teens can talk to you. I said, it's just, you know, so we can um, uh, hopefully not have so many arguments. She goes, loser. (laughs) (laughs) So I never bothered reading it.
1: (laughs) That's it for this special Best Of episode.
6: We'll be back next week. It's me, Alan. There's no place like London's Hackney Empire this September, or so I'm told. With shows from three of the UK's top comedians. Join team captain of 8 Out of 10 Catsters Countdown, John Richardson. Recent I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here star, Sean Walsh. And me, Alan Carr. We're all visiting Hackney Empire this September with our critically acclaimed tour shows. Ooh, la-di-da. Tickets available from hackneyempire.co.uk. See you there, my loves.